Welcome to an incomplete guide to world domination, a podcast by creators for creators, because together we can take over the world. I'm your host, Brianna Toiber. Yeah, I would love to introduce myself. I've been practicing for this the entire week. No, I'm kidding. So my name is Omar. Um, I've been, I'm an artist, and by artist, I mean I like to draw a lot, and that's what I'm trying to do for my entire life. Um, I've been drawing my entire life pretty much. I started when I was... 11 years old and I'm 21 years old now so I've been drawing for like 10 years so that's fun and right now I'm going to college and also working a full-time job and hopefully by the end of 2020 if everything goes right I'll be done with my associates in animation and game art and I'm just trying to like get into the either the game industry as a concept artist or an animator. Is there any particular thing you enjoy drawing or have you worked on any projects? So, so there's a story behind this. So in the beginning, when I first started out, I used to watch a lot of anime. And that's all I drew, like, for the first, I don't know, six, seven years, maybe. That's a fun style to draw. Very detailed, some of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan of, like, all the mainstream ones. And, you know, so it all started with Dragon Ball. And then it just went downhill from that, you know. Um, and I was just mostly doing fan arts. And it was all on paper, pretty much, in the beginning. It wasn't until like in twenty until twenty eighteen, I believe. That's when I bought myself a, a graphics tablet and I started doing it on my computer. And then until this year, I kind of like changed my drawing style pretty much. I told myself, hey, I think I should like I think I should stop drawing anime now and try something else. It's because when I got when I changed my major, so I was actually doing computer science before, but it didn't really work out. So I changed last year. And then when I had, you know, I had this really good professor. I showed him a few of my drawings. He said, yeah, they're pretty nice. It's just that they're all anime. And you don't want anime on your portfolio if you want to work in this industry. And I'm like, what? Seriously? He's like, yeah. Gotta have variety. It took me like the entire year to figure out like, you know, the proper way to actually draw a real person. So that's not super real, but it's not super cartoony as well. You know what I'm saying? Sort of in that middle spot, the common ground. Yeah. Drawing people is really hard. It is hard. I can't draw people like my Discord icon. I did that in GIMP over a pre-existing picture, and there's a reason the hair is completely covering one of the eyes. Because gotcha. I couldn't get it to match. Oh, it's so hard sometimes. I'm like, I do that sometimes too. If I'm drawing two eyes, right? If I mess up one of the eyes, I'll just like cover up it with the hair or something to make it look like an emo picture or something like that. And just call it a day. They're just wearing sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thankfully for me, it was really easy to like draw portraits since uh, all I did was draw people. You know, even if it was if it was cartoonish or whatever, I only drew people. I didn't draw anything else. Like I didn't draw environments. I didn't draw you know props. It was just you know characters. So um, I started like changing my style when the year started, 2019. And by the end of the summer, I got a good grip of like what I need and what I should do. And, you know, I'm still doing it. You know, I'm still practicing every day. I'll try to like draw something. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about like when you're creating something, you just have to create a little something every day. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't even necessarily always have to be good. You just need to get something. Exactly. I can be really, I'm really bad about that sometimes. Yeah, you're good. I mean, it, it takes time, you know, because when you get used to drawing, you know, fully rendered, super cool, badass drawings, it's just so hard to like, 
you know, go back and just make rough sketches and, you know, just do gestures and just forms and stuff like that. Because they're not as visually pleasing as the other ones, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, many times people get down because of that as well. Because then they feel like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Oh, I should be doing something else. And then, you know, they'll be scrolling down Instagram. They'll find some other artist who's younger than them, but better than them. And that'll get them down even more. So I feel like it's just a natural process that every everyone goes through. But it just takes time and dedication to, like, you know, overcome all those problems. So you said you're working on this every day on top of going to school to get your degree and working a full-time job? Uh, yeah, not every day. Okay, maybe I'll skip a f- everyone. Maybe I'll skip a day sometimes. It just depends it on happens. my moods and how tired I am. Yeah, because yeah. unexpected things happen throughout the day. But at least I try to, you know, do something. Yeah, so what what is your full-time job? What do you do? Oh, I, uh, I work at Home Depot right now. <laughs> as a head cashier so that I can pay my college tuition. Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. I currently work at Barnes & Noble. Oh, okay, cool. Which means I get to geek out about books all day and, and like and another favorite part of my job, aside from geeking out about books, is sometimes people bring their small children in and they're just so cute. <laughs> Except when they start screaming. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. It's the other way around at Home Depot. You have all these old people coming and shopping and then, you know, they're all nice and happy. But if they don't get help, they're, they're angry and furious. They'll just find like some random customer and just be like, where's your manager? And I'm like, oh, he's that way. And I'll just walk away. <laughs> Clock out, go home. <laughs> and what sucks, it happens when I'm about to go home. Oh, my God. Don't you hear him? That happens when you're about to go home and something just comes up. Yeah. Or it's just like, I get to clock out in five minutes. And we now have a really long line. It's the one where it just kind of keeps growing. You get a new person as soon as you get someone out and you're like, I might get to leave in 15 minutes. So what I do in that situation, if it happens, I either just like, I'll just like hide and just like bail, you know, (laughs) or I'll just like, you know, if if someone sees me, I'll just be like, ah, whatever, fine, I'll just stay. And I've actually had it happen where it's like, I just clocked out. I don't have my name badge on. I have like my, per- I've already grabbed my stuff from the back. I'm heading home. And so I'll be like, hey, can you tell me where this is? And I'm usually like, it's over this way. And I keep going. Because so I'm like, I'm not on the clock. Yeah. But I can point you in the direction. Right. The good thing about Home Depot is that we wear aprons. So once we take our aprons off, people don't know that we actually work there. Yeah. So no one really stops me when I'm like off the clock. Yeah, we we have name badges, and there's also sometimes where like I have my badge, I have um one of the phones, and I have a tablet. People or will be like, "Do you work here?" And I'm like, "Really? Yes, yes, I work here. What gave it away? The badge, <laughs> the tablet, or the fact that I'm talking to one of the managers?" Right. Oh my god. Yeah, that's always so annoying. So how has your day been yeah. so far? It's been good just to work, trying to talk my way into a job with a nearby marketing company where I'll be doing more content creation kind of stuff because that's what I enjoy. Like, there's a reason this podcast exists, and I've got another one, and I'm working on some other ideas. And just there's just something about like telling stories and helping other people tell their stories. I, I just, I love it. And then I also know how hard it is to be creative sometimes in a world where people 
don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It took me the longest time to convince my parents that I want to choose this career path because my doc, my brother's becoming a doctor and my sister's doing psychology. I have another sister who's doing marketing. Then I'm here doing animation and game art. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's all good, though. I feel like that's the one thing that uh, affects a lot of people, though, because some not all not not all of us are like the same right you know there'll be people who finish up yeah. their entire degree in four years they'll get a good job they'll get a big house everything's set but just because i don't have the same thing that that other person mm-hmm. has doesn't mean that i'm less valuable you know what i'm saying it just all depends on how you look exactly. at it and um as far as like the whole industry is concerned like i haven't really i'm not a professional or anything i mean i'm still trying to make my way through but the one thing that i, I have noticed is that Hard work does pay off a lot because um, I met a lot of people this um, past, I think, three weeks ago. There was an event called Industry Giants in Dallas, and I was volunteering. Oh, yeah. I was there. Oh, you were there? Oh, cool. I was actually one of the volunteers up there. Well, I found out about it last year, but then I was too late when I found out about it. Plus, you know, I had to work that day as well. It was too late for me to, like, get the day off, so I just let it be. But then earlier this year, I had this one class with one of my professors, um, and he really encouraged us to, like, you know, go out there, volunteer at these events, you know, make connections, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, let me just, you know. Volunteering yeah. is a great way to do it. Yeah, it is. It was awesome. I loved it. It's a great way to go because it's, you get to meet the people behind it. You get to get in pictures with some of the big name people and they usually reimburse your ticket. Oh, yeah, they did that. Yeah, I got a free ticket. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. Which helps when you're a person trying to make your own way and you're broke. Sometimes with artists and creatives, you just kind of have to make your own way. I mean, like, I was willing to, like, invest that money, you know, on the ticket and stuff. Because, you know, it's like a once in a year thingy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I, when I heard mm-hmm. that, oh, it's free entrance for volunteers. Like, I, I used to check their, like, Facebook page, like, every day <laughs> to check if they want volunteers or not. And then I, I actually messaged the guy, hey, are you guys looking for volunteers? Because I'm down. And, and then after like three days, he replied saying, oh, yeah, it's open up now. So I just, it was really simple, though. Yes, just yeah. put my name and all that. And then a little short paragraph on why you want to do this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. It was nice. What are some of the challenges you've run into so far? So the number one that I ran into, um, well, as far as drawing is concerned, um, when I was like making the transition from like anime to like more realistic is that my drawings didn't look that good. That was like the number one thing. And it was so hard to like figure out that, Hey, what am I doing wrong? Like um, what's going on? Why can't it look like this? Or why is it not looking like this? And so like for the first few months, it was just like me trying to find out like, what's the right game plan? Like how should I become a better artist? And so um, because of that, I then stopped drawing for like maybe a few weeks because I was just like so down because none of the stuff that I drew looked good. Because here's the thing, when you're changing, when you're getting out of your comfort zone, it's, it's really hard to try new things. So hard. And then you just need a break sometimes, you know? And so that break really did help me into like clearing out my head. And then I, and then I, I thought to myself like, hey, so when I was 16, I used to save pictures off Google then I, and then I used to look at them and draw them. Why am I not doing that right now? Why am I doing, trying to do everything from my imagination? I haven't reached that level yet. So that's what I did. Instead of going to Google, this time I went to Pinterest. And I just wrote portrait, photography, men, women, whatever. And I saved some like really good pictures of like models. 
And then I, I just like took my time, studied the image and made a drawing. And honestly, I did a really good job. And that's when I realized, look at that. I can draw. It just takes time, practice and patience. And finding an approach that works for you. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, there isn't like a proper approach. This is the one thing I Google, I YouTube, like how to become a better artist, how to do this, how to do that. What's the right brush? What's the right file size? In the end, it all comes down to like what you want to do and how comfortable you are with the software and the things that you use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think the only time you should worry about like what file size or what type of file is when you're submitting something and they're like it needs to be like this i think that's like that's the only time you need to worry about that yeah the rest of the time that's just personal preference stuff submission guidelines follow those but when it comes to creating the stuff just find what works for you Uh uh-huh and it takes time you know to get used to all the all the things it just doesn't happen overnight you really have to like dedicate yourself. And even if it's just like one drawing a day, if you're doing something out of your comfort zone once a day or maybe even like three times a week, that's like really good because you're doing Hard. stuff that you're not used to doing. And then you uh, widen out your comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that actually has me curious. You said drawing something a day. Um, have you ever done or are you in the process of doing Inktober? Yeah, I'm actually doing Inktober, and I've been keeping up with it this year so far. I did last year, but I gave up after like the fifth day. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm posting a drawing every day on Instagram, and I feel really good about myself. And it's really helping me like, you know, staying in touch with drawing well, even if I'm busy with everything. I feel like I have this deadline to like 12 a.m., and I make sure I make a drawing before 12 a.m. Yeah, I actually did it last year with like pixel art stuff and GIMP and it was a lot of fun. I thought about doing it this year, but I took one look at my schedule because doing two podcasts, I'm job hunting, I've got like so many writing samples I need to work on and yeah. I decided mm-hmm. it's probably not the best idea to stress myself out like that. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, you don't want to go overkill, right? If you have already 10 things going on at once, then Inktober is not something that you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Maybe do it every once in a while, you know, just pick a random topic or on a random day and just like draw that if you have free time, I guess. Yeah, or um, I have a friend that she's a, actually pretty, she's a t- really talented artist, but I think she she mostly just does it for fun. But every once in a while, she'd like, give me a drawing prompt and I'll just blurt out the first thing I can think of. And I think the last one I gave her was like a weasel playing with a ball. Oh, okay. It was adorable. (laughs) I can imagine that. You know, uh, the funny thing with me is that I'm like always doodling. And if I, before I was in this, um, before I changed my majors, all of my notebooks were like, with doodles like i would have notes on like different stuff <laughs> and, there'd be like this, and there would be like a border around the page you know filled with all kinds of weird looking doodles and stuff like that and i'm doodling right now while talking to you as well <laughs> i do that too sometimes it's fun now the one thing that you know a lot of people get mixed up with is time management because managing your time is like so hard when you're doing so many things at once but that's a really cool trick so um, hard <laughs> yeah. And there's this one thing. Um, I'm sorry. I forgot his name. 
How can I forget? Yeah, so my professor, his name is Jay Shu. He was like the best professor I ever had in, oh, in college. He's awesome. And he gave us, you probably know him. You know him, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, he's one of the big guys and a bunch of short guys. The iron, that name always makes me giggle. And I feel like meeting him played like a huge part in me becoming the person who I am mm-hmm. right now. Because he really gave us like these, you know, he came to class. It was an animation class, but he mostly talked about the real world and stuff like that. And the one thing that he told about time management really helped me a lot. So what he told is that if you're doing college and work at the same time, you are only busy when you're in college or at work. Mm-hmm. Everything else is your free time. So let's say, for example, on a Monday, I have a class from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then that same day, I have work from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Now, everything. So from 9 to 6, I am busy. But everything else is my free time. I eat during my free, t- free time. I sleep during my free time. I take a shower. So when you f- treat your free time that way, you don't have any excuses to tell yourself, hey, I didn't have any free time. You're like, you had the free time. You just did not use it wisely. Yeah. And then I've, I've started following this pattern and it helped me so much because now I know that uh, how valuable time is and how I can like break it down into my day. That's actually something I need to be working on myself just because there are different methods of sort of keeping your stuff organized and like keeping yourself on track with things. But sometimes something will be working for a while, but then something new will come in or just like things grow bigger than you expected them to. And you always have to be keeping an eye on, like, how are you managing your time? What are you doing with your time? And is this really the best way for you to be managing your time? Like, is there a way you could be more efficient? Are you doing something that you should probably cut? Just have to figure out what your priorities are. Yeah, yeah. Now, the things like, and it's really hard for people my age, you know, when you turn 21, everyone's crazy. They're like, oh, I'm going to go out. Oh, I'm going to go clubbing. I'm going to go drink, do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm here. You know what I do? You know what my Sunday night is? I have this friend who's also an artist. I usually just go to his house and we just mm-hmm. sit and draw. And then critique each other's drawings. That's my Sunday night. That sounds awesome. And we recently started doing this and we didn't realize how effective and helpful it was. Because, you know, we're actually like learning at the same time. And we're also learning how to give critiques and take critiques and do, and do it in a constructive way. Sometimes you just need to have that community and that person that's going to keep you doing the thing and then help you do the thing better. And then you keep them doing the thing and help them do the thing better. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that actually sounds like an amazing Sunday night. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a lot of fun because, you know, I feel like because you know, then you also feel like you found a competition and then both of you are, are just like trying to be better than each other. But then you're also friends and you do need to keep that connection because because I know that my friend, he's he's really good and he's going to be big in the industry. Hopefully he thinks the same way of me. <laughs> so I know that I need his connection, <laughs> you know, in the long run. Because you never know who you'll be working with or who you'll be working under. Yeah, you really never know. Like, I have a friend, his name is Victor. He studied film, but he's, I call him a story star, snob in and I mean that in, like, the best way possible. <laughs> but, like, whenever I have a story idea, I always be like, hey, 
be free to talk for a couple of hours because I want to run this idea by you. And he'll like, he'll, he'll pick holes in it, but it's always like, he, he knows which holes to pick at. So then I can make the story tighter and make the narrative tighter and make the story better. Gotcha. And sometimes like just having that person that you can go to and you can trust that'll, that you know will help, even if it's extremely uncomfortable, they'll help you and like maybe force you outside of your comfort zone to do what it takes to make your art better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause, um, so here's the thing, because many people are afraid to like ask other people's opinion on the stuff that they did because they're scared. They're scared that, oh, that person might say this to me or maybe they won't like it or maybe I don't think I can handle it. You know, I feel like we should all just, you know, not think too much about it. Just like do it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that the person's going to say, hey, your, your stuff looks like shit. That's it. Nothing else is going to happen. And if that does happen, you ask them why. And make sure you ask them, why is it shit? Give me some proper feedback. What are some ways I can make it better? Yeah. If they're just saying because they don't like you, then you're not going to the right person, honestly. Yeah, no. Because th- there are some people who will help you. There are other people. Like, I remember I was working on a game writing sample for a job application. Like, I had this story. I was just kind of, like, write- writing it out. And so, like, I was just, like, talking through it out loud in front of some people because I was talking to, like, I was letting them know what I'm working on. And he just kind of started critiquing it. And I was like, I ain't nothing personal, but that's not why I was sharing this. Because yeah. sometimes, you like- you, yeah, sometimes you want the critique. Other times there's, like, I am sharing something that I am working on. I'm not asking you to tell me how to do my job. I, I hate those people. Oh my god. Yeah. People that have no idea how to do what you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hate it when that happens. So when I was in high school, there was one guy in my class. <clears throat> so so it was me and like two other friends of mine. We were like really good at drawing and we were like anime geeks. So you would just like talk about, you know, anime stuff and then I would draw something and mm-hmm. show it to them. And then this guy always comes out of nowhere who knows nothing about art, nothing about drawing. Be like, oh, but maybe you should have made his head look like this. Maybe you should have made his nose look like more roundy. Make Maybe his eyes should have been small or maybe that color. And I'm like, bro, what the hell? Who are you again? <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> Can you like, please go away? We don't know you. We don't want to talk to you. Yeah. So yeah, it's different when you want critique and when someone's just forcefully giving you a critique when they don't know what they're talking I- about. I always try to not be that person. Like, if I see something and I'm like, oh, like, oh, this looks good. Like, I might, like, make suggestions. But, I like, I try and keep it small. And, like, if I don't know the person, I'm not necessarily going to do that. But if we, like, strike up a conversation, I might, like, be like, hey, do you mind if I make a suggestion? Just something you could try. But just, yeah, just don't force it on people. It's no one likes that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the same thing that I do. If someone like shows me a drawing, I'll just the first thing that I'm gonna say is that it looks really good. No matter no matter what level that person is, the fact that they drew something, you know, they took the mm-hmm. time to make something, you know, I always appreciate that. You know, so I'll tell them, hey, yeah, it looks really nice. Um now if they do ask me what are the things I can improve on, you know, then I'll tell them, okay, maybe you can do this and that, and that's pretty much it. And then I'll always end on a positive note. 
just to make sure they remember that how good the drawing was and what are the little things that they need to like tweak yeah to make it look even better yeah another thing i like to do is i'll point out i like to like find specific things that they did that i really like just so i'm paying attention to the detail but I oftentimes will have someone be like, hey, do you mind like sort of reading through this and like editing it for me? I'm like, okay, do you want a content edit or like how deep do you want me to go? Because if you want, I can shred this to pieces, but I'm doing that to help. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, I can. Yeah. And they might not like it when you shred it to pieces. Well, no, it's more of a like, I'll like go and I'll pick up like, um, reword this sentence because the wording is fluffy you're using the wrong word here and like i'll like go through and do a deep dive edit but i never do uh -huh. it because like i think it's bad it's like what you have here is good but here's some stuff that you can do to make it better because art is hard and it's also subjective yeah when it comes to like drawing i feel like drawing is something that's like so personal because when a person actually like spends hours on like drawing something and then someone else just comes and tells them hey it looks like this you should do it like that let me fix it for you i feel like it can hurt them in a way like if they don't have a thick skin they might take it the wrong way like sometimes even if you do have a thick skin it can be hard right you're just like i worked really hard on this and it's my baby you just tell me you don't like it so i'm just gonna take yeah. it away and I'm just mm -hmm. going to put it over then, here, far away from you. <laughs> right? Don't you look at it. Don't touch it. Just let it be. <laughs> I spent hours on it. <laughs> yeah. Being a creator is hard. And it's weird. Because sometimes you get inspiration from the weirdest, most oddly specific things. Right, yeah. And it comes at the most weirdest time. Like, I could be, like, getting ready for bed and suddenly an idol pop up on my head. And I'll be like, oh, let me write that down before I forget the next morning. You know? And it's just so weird the way it happens. Do you have any, like, interesting stories of, like, weird places where you've got an idea for something or, like, figured something out? Well, yeah, it happened earlier this semester. So so I have this 3D animation class where you had to, we had to come up with a short 30-second uh, video and an idea for that so I, I came up with like a bunch of ideas and then um, I was actually after dinner I actually went down to my car to grab something something off because I left my I actually left my socks in my car because I it's a long story <laughs> and when I went to grab my socks from my car that's when I had this weird idea of hey maybe I can have two robots trying to open a cookie jar but then one of them is not able to open it up. So then the other one opens it up for him. And then when the jar finally opens and when he puts his hand inside the cookie jar, his hand gets stuck. Ha ha ha. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most, ran most random place that I could get that idea. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can have to send that to me when it's done or like if you have a link that you can check. Cause I really want to see that now. Oh, sure. Yeah, I I'm actually pretty active on Instagram. So I'll send you a link to my Instagram. That's where I post all of my drawings, videos, and stuff like that. And then I have another class where we actually have to shoot a video and then edit it. I'm not really a big fan of that because it's too much work, you know? Oh, goody. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And be prepared for whenever you're rendering that video. Your computer is going to basically, okay. it's, it's going to be like a break for an hour. We forgot about that part. And what's funny, it's due on Thursday and I didn't even start. 
putting all the footage together. So, yep. Wish me luck. <laughs> uh, like I've always found, because like I have done some video editing, once you have all the footage, it's like putting it together is actually kind of the really fun part. Um, and then like figuring out the music and also the sound effects. You know, I feel like it's not... If, if you put do everything right and putting everything together, it shouldn't take that long. Because, you know, uh, there was a time when I had a YouTube channel as well. And I, I put, posted, like, time-lapse drawings of me just drawing mm -hmm. a random anime character. And once I was done recording and then when I started, you know, mm -hmm. putting all the videos together, it didn't take me that long. So I feel like hopefully it shouldn't take me that long with this project as well. But I did invest on, like, an expensive computer this summer and I was broke. So hopefully... I'll be good. <laughs> Hopefully. The expensive computer means it might just, your computer will probably be useless while rendering for slightly less time. But I dabbled in video a bit, and I'm like, I can still do it, and like, I still have like a program on my computer, so if I ever like get a side client for it or something, I can do that, but I honestly prefer audio editing, because you don't have to cover up the cuts. It's so much easier and an hour-long, like, podcast episode takes, like, two minutes to export. It's so great. Oh, wow. Okay, that's nice. Plus, I only have to deal with the listening to myself talk for a couple of hours instead of watching myself talk for a couple of hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, I feel like it can be weird in the beginning, but once you get used to it, it kind of, like, sounds okay. Because, like, there was a time where... I started like recording my voice while singing because I, I was I listened to a lot of like heavy music and I was just like screaming in my car to all the songs I was listening mm -hmm. to. In the beginning, I was like, oh my God, is this me singing? <laughs> but then after like a week, I was like, oh my God, I sound so good. I should start a band or something. I don't know. <laughs> band life is not as glamorous as it looks from what I've heard. Oh, I know. I'm just joking, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've heard. Yeah, I know all about it. Yeah, it's just so hard to make it in the industry now. I, I read this article that said that ever since Spotify came around and all these streaming websites where you can just stream music, the artists don't make much off it. They only make much um, if you actually go and physically buy their records, CDs, or stuff like that. There are a lot of things that are making it harder and harder to make it as an artist, like. Okay, so this may not be true anymore, but I know at one point if you bought a book, an ebook on Kindle and you didn't read it immediately, I think it's like the author doesn't get paid until you've read the entire thing or something. It's crazy. And I just didn't like, hang on, what? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. I had Kindle for a while, but I stopped using it. I guess it's them like trying to dissuade people from like churning out a bunch of like really trashy books mm -hmm. but i'm like no you just pay us when they buy the thing right? yeah, it's, kind of messed it's up. not like you only pay music artists when people listen to the songs that they bought I'm like no you they get the money when you buy the songs yeah, it's weird hey i'll buy your book but actually i will not buy it right now i'll just borrow it and i'll pay you once i'm done reading it <laughs> That's actually a really good description. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's a that's a no. Yeah, that's, do you ever have like people trying to get you to do art stuff for them for free? Uh, not that much because I'm not um, 
it happened just once. I don't know some random dude on Instagram. Um, he 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 messaged, he DM'd me saying that, hey, can you draw me a picture? And I'm like, oh sure. What do you want? He's like, just draw me as like an anime guy, something. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm just, so it was my very first commission. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take fifty bucks for the entire drawing. He's like, what fifty bucks? I thought it was gonna be for for free. And I'm like, no. Do you go to a car wash and get your car wash for free? No. Do you go to a restaurant and eat for free? No. So why the hell should I make you a drawing for free when I don't even know you? <laughs> yeah, that that's a no. It's also, I get a lot of people when they hear that I'm writing, it's just like, hey, can you put me in my story? I'm like, yeah, I'll kill you within the first five pages. <laughs> that's perfect, yeah. yeah. I had this character, but I did not like it, so I killed her. Don't tell her. <laughs> but that was your story. Yeah. And then um, I get people who tell me that, hey, can you draw me? I hate it when people say that, can you draw me? It just sounds so weird. Like, I don't want to draw you. You know, you might be pretty, you might be handsome, but I don't want to draw you. You know, it's just so weird. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling for me as an artist. You just, like, draw some random person. I'd rather draw something that I want. I could, but I don't like your face, so the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like the honest reply, yeah, that I don't want to give. But I'll just be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, sure, I'll do it someday. And then I'll just like never <laughs> reply to that person. I'll just start with my personal projects. Because I know like once I get a job in the industry, I will have to be brought Sorry, I'll be drawing only for the company. Yeah. So might as well just enjoy the time that I have before I get a proper job into drawing whatever the hell I want. It's always fun seeing, especially seeing reactions to people like trying to get free work and then people's responses like i don't remember i think it was like cottonelle or some other toilet paper brand like someone like they reached out to a bunch of people who do need a point and like hey um why don't you do something and put it in a, in a competition and like we'll use it for our marketing and like we're not gonna pay you but it'll be exposure sure yeah oh my god so all the responses they got back were basically um very nicely like um embroidered or was it embroidered or need some sort of needlework i can't remember okay. exactly that was very nicely like embroidered basically middle fingers <laughs> it was just like something about like the artist died of exposure like um just because i do like just because i love to do this doesn't mean i do it for free and it was it was great. I'm like, yeah, just stop treating art and creative work like it's just easy. Because if it was easy, why don't you do it? Exactly. Yeah. Because people people here's what people think they're like, oh, it took you like ten seconds to draw this. Why should I pay you this much? And then you're just like, you know, it didn't take me ten seconds. I mean, obviously, it took me ten seconds because I'm good at it. I mean, I don't see you drawing that good and that fast, right? And here's the thing. I feel like it's not just drawing. It's like this whole creative industry is just there's just mm -hmm. so much competition out there and then for you to stand out you have to do something very specific to your style it can be hard sometimes and then people don't really appreciate it the efforts that you put in because to them it just looks like a drawing because you know they'll be walking down maybe one of the malls and they'll just see a cool drawing they'll just like walk by but not many of us will go and actually go and appreciate the drawing like if i see a really cool poster somewhere i'll just like stop and just look at it for at least like 10 seconds 
and try to figure out the colors used, the type of shapes used in that drawing, you know? Just geek out over it a little bit. But not many people appreciate that. I guess it's the um, same with animated movies as well. Because I remember when I, when I used to watch animated movies as a kid, I didn't really pay close attention to, like, you know, all the movements, the eye movements, you know, the dialogues, lip sync, you know, all these little things. But ever since I did animation, I, I paid so close attention to all the little details that it's just mind-blowing. Yeah, just <laughs> being yeah, being a writer watching movies and just it's like or TV shows it's like major plot twist. I'm like, wait, you guys didn't figure that out six episodes ago? Because <laughs> I thought it was, but you basically spelled this out six episodes ago. Oh yeah, sometimes it's like so cliche. I hate when that happens. Yeah, and then it's like I I can't walk out of a movie especially really good movies without some idea for something that I want to do. Right. Did you watch the new Joker movie? I haven't seen it yet. I've seen interesting reports about like responses to it, but I'm still curious. I still want to see it. I have, yeah, I watched it this past weekend. It was, it was really nice. Like the movie, I, I liked it. And I'd rather not spoil it for you, so I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> yeah, I remember the last movie that really, truly like, wowed me for multiple reasons was um the spider-man into the spider-verse oh yeah that was so good basically the first time i ever saw a trailer for that just looking at the art style i was like i have to see this movie oh yeah the because art style. it just it looks gorgeous it could the rest of it could have been terrible and i still would have watched it but then like when i walked out of that movie i was like i loved everything about that i loved the art style i loved the character designs i loved how the comic relief character was actually useful he he played like important parts i loved like the like the character building themselves i loved the story the reveal about the uncle aaron just ah it's all so good it was really nice you know what's funny though um i usually don't go to the theater to watch you know animated films i usually just watch action or horror and that was the first movie I watched in the theater that was an animated film. And I loved it. I, I was just like, oh my God. I still remember when I was watching all the fight scenes and everything. I was just shaking on my chair. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Back to being a kid again. It was so beautiful. And I'm like, it's on Netflix now. And I'm kind of really going to rewatch it. Well, I rewatched it like twice already <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, I have a bad habit of not giving myself time to just like sit back and enjoy things even when we're watching tv i'm working on three things at once right and you know it's good you actually doing stuff you know sometimes with me what happens i would have like 10 things due at once but i'll still choose to like sit in my room and just waste my time on my phone sometimes you just need that little break i do that too sometimes like sometimes you do need to just take time and not do anything so like i have like some coloring apps on my phone or I'll just curl up and read for a little bit or I'll play video games and stab my way through other people's problems because sometimes it's just incredibly satisfying. Like I use Photoshop pretty much for all my drawings pretty much but sometimes um, I have this other free software it's uh, Autodesk Sketchbook and that was like really good for beginners and stuff. I feel like I've heard of that, maybe. Um, and it's also free. And their brushes are like, yeah, it's pretty famous. It was like paid before 
but like now it's free. So it's a it's a really nice software. Like that's like the one thing that you know whenever beginners are starting out, they're just all just looking for like a nice free software and just like draw cool stuff. And not many people know about it. And they'll just like go to Photoshop instead. You know, and they'll pay twenty dollars per month and they'll make one drawing in a month. And I'm like, bro, you're wasting your money. Just get like sketchbook. It's pretty much everything else that you need. There are free slash inexpensive options for everything. Anything you can get through the like Adobe Suite, you can probably get through something else. It might not be quite as fancy or have as many tools, but you can you can find a way to make it work for you. Yeah, yeah. It all depends on like, you know, how badly you want to do what you want to do, right? And you want to actually like go there, mm-hmm. put the time in. If you're stubborn enough, you'll find a way. Yeah, that's how it always works out. Real quick, I guess I'll share like a few tips, you know, for people if they want to like start digital art since I recently started and I learned a few things. So let's start with number one. Buy yourself a drawing tablet. Like, please don't draw with the mouse on your computer. It's going to look like crap. That's also incredibly frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there's some like really good, but like, you don't have to buy anything fancy or anything. I guess the cheapest one that you can find is probably like 50 bucks maybe. I can afford that. So, and it's going to be like a one-time investment. When you're starting out, this is like a one-time investment because, you know, um, you got a tablet, you spent 50 bucks on it, and then you're using a free software. And that software has all kinds of colors, all kinds of brushes, pens, everything. So pretty much, all, and you already, assuming you already have a computer. And you don't really need a fancy computer, you know, if you're using Sketchbook. That's the software that I've used pretty much. So yeah, get yourself a nice drawing tablet. So that's number one. Number two would be look up references. Don't draw from your imagination. Because, <laughs> you know, you can draw anything from your imagination. References are always really nice because you need to, like, figure out a way to think, think through all your problems that you're facing while drawing. And many people don't do referencing because they're like, oh, I don't want to copy anyone else's stuff. I don't want to do this. I might get copyrighted. I'm like, you don't get copyrighted by using references. Now, if you copy someone's art, don't give them credit and post, post it on your social media saying that you're like the owner of this art, then yes, you will get flagged for that. Yeah, no. But that's something that a lot of people do. Like in, even like professional football players, you know, they see other people uh, playing football, other players, and they'll, they'll try to do their same techniques. And it's the same when you're, if you're playing like a guitar or something, you'll see other people playing, professional musicians playing, and then you learn from them. So it's the same thing. You just see other artists, the way they do their, their stuff, and learn something from it. But know? never pretend like it was yours originally. Like, don't steal other people's work. Attribution yes. is important. Yeah, the intention. Yeah, you got to have the, the right intention of learning something rather than copying something and saying that, hey, I finally did it. I'm like the best in the whole world. And this is my piece and nobody helped me with it. So that's just like, you're just being an ass at that point. <laughs> the other thing that I would say is that always look up all kinds of tutorials. YouTube is filled with all kinds of tutorials. You have no idea. It's if not YouTube. There, there's Skillshare. There's Udemy.com, Gumroad. There's, there's so much material out there. Well, they find stuff on Twitch. Oh, even Twitch is really good. Yeah. And there's always this one question that, you know, I see people talking a lot about is that do you really need to go to school to get into this, you know, creative artsy industry? So the answer that I've come up with is that it kind of depends on like who the person is. Because like for me, 
I don't have the drive to like figure things out on my own because you know there's just so many things going on. So I need like a proper guidance from like a person, like a teacher or a professor or a mentor to like help me out with stuff. But now if you're someone else who is super passionate about what they're doing and they have the time for it, so go ahead and enroll in like an online school to like maybe have the price of like a traditional college school, whatever. And you should be better off with that. So it all comes down to like who the person is and what's the motivation. And sometimes like for certain things, like some people can totally learn stuff on their own, especially like if you already know a lot, you may not need to get a degree to do what you're doing. You may just need to practice more. You may need to like maybe sort of come up with your own sort of like learning schedule find a way to get from where you are to where you need to be like and other people getting that degree can be very helpful because like it'll help you focus it'll it might help cover areas that you don't know but I think a lot of it's keeping in mind what resources you have access to and making the most of what you have and as far as like concept art and animation is concerned like your portfolio is like the thing that gets you a job and many people you know what they say They'll just be like, oh, I don't need to go to college. I just need like a nice portfolio and then I'll be done with my life. You know, I'll get a nice job. Okay, so where is your portfolio? Oh, I'm still working on it. So how long have you been working on it? Oh, I've been working for, on it for like a month now. And I'm like, so you've been working on your portfolio for a month and you have nothing to show me right now. But you're saying you just need a good portfolio to get a job. See, that's the kind of people who need to go to college then. Some people are very self-motivated. Other people need a bit of a kick in the butt. And some people, like, they just need to have that structure to keep them going. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like I'm the type of person who needs that structure to keep going. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a fun, like, because with grad school options, I'm like, do I want to go to one where I have to, like, physically go there? What about online options? And there's a lot to consider. It's a lot, yeah. And it just, you know, comes, you just have, really have to, like, sit down, think about it, and just, you know, make a move. And then not think about that later on. What the decision that you made, you made it, just go with it. Because the more you think about it, you're going to start thinking about stuff like, hey, I could have done this instead of that. And then it's just going to be, like, a slippery slope from down there. Plus, and just because you apply for a program and get in doesn't mean you have to go. Like, you can change your mind. But if you change your mind, make sure that's an informed decision. Change your mind and not an anxiety decision changing your mind. Because anxiety is the worst. It is, yeah. And here's the thing that what I did, like when I was doing computer science, right? Like I took like a few programming classes and um, it was was okay. I mean, it wasn't super awesome or anything. But then one day I just like thought to myself that do I really want to do this for like the next 30 to 40 years of my life and the answer was clearly no so that's when I you know did my research and I'm like okay Colin has like another I go to Colin College by the way Colin has another program in animation and game art let me just it's a good college Colin that's a good college yeah sorry I thought you said what college my bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I I know Colin I did a couple of some well I took a Spanish course there which didn't transfer like I thought it was going to and then I did a world history Maymester. It was not my brightest moment. I enjoyed the class, but not in world history, world literature. <laughs> world literature Maymester. 
Maybe it's just like a month, right? No, it's like two weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Four hours of lecture, go home, take a nap, eat lunch, and then read. And then the second week was the same thing, plus write a paper. I did enjoy the class, though, because I had a really good professor. I don't remember her name, but I had a really good professor, which made it a lot more enjoyable. But that was still, that was still a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. Doing like a four-month course in like two weeks. Then I took my final, got in my car, drove back down to Waco, and started another class. Crazy summer. That, that, mm-hmm. Was it like this summer or like a few years or something? That was a couple of years ago. I graduated college. It's almost been two years. Yeah, that's cool. I'm still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. This podcast is pretty cool, though. This is the first time I'm doing a podcast, and I'm having a lot of fun just talking about random stuff. (laughs) Not random stuff. I mean, all kinds of stuff that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's... Part of what I created is like give people a chance to share what it is they're passionate about, like share their knowledge of it and also share their story. So other people who are in the same place that you are right now realize that they're not alone. And I'm also looking to interview people who are farther along in their journey. Like maybe they've already have an established career about like how they got to where they are. So that people know that not only are you not alone, but there are other people who've been there and they made it so it's possible it all comes down to like your mindset i feel like everyone goes through this little phase you know when you're trying to like make something out of your life you know trying different things but at the end of the day it all works out you know given that you're putting the time and effort now if you're just you know because you know you know what you're doing right if you're just sleeping the entire day nothing's gonna happen it's also you you need to give yourself rest time too you need to give yourself a break every once in a while because burnout's real, even if you're doing what you love. It is, yeah. I had a massive burnout last year because what I was doing, um, I was somehow, for some reason, I decided to work on a little comic book, an online comic series mm-hmm. while doing college and full-time work. So I would work on it from 12 p.m. Sorry, from 12 a.m. to 4, 4 a.m. That's not good. Five days a week. In the end, it got so bad. Yeah, it got so bad. My neck started hurting. My back started hurting. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give up on this for now. And I'll come back to it maybe later on in the future. If it gets to be too much, it's okay to put something on hold to take care of yourself. Yeah, and I feel like we all need that break. Y- your dream will still be there, but you're not going to get there. Like, I hate the whole, like keep your nose to the grindstone kind of thing. I'm like, if you think about that vision... Putting your nose to the grindstone, there's not going to be much left of your face after a while. All right. It's going to be all, you know, deconstructed. It will wear you down and it's not going to be pretty. I mean, I feel like it's true that you have to like work super hard, you know, if you want to achieve your dreams. But there should also be like a little balance, you know, because you want to make sure you're also taking care of yourself. Let's say, let's say you worked so hard, but then something happens, you know, God forbid. And they're not able to do that thing anymore. It's going to be a bummer, right? And then you have to find another way forward. You never know. Unexpected things happen. Which is why I'm training myself to draw with my left hand. <laughs> oh. How's that coming along? Uh, it's okay. Not so good. I do like one drawing every week because I always forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine that being interesting. But 
being able to do both could be very useful. Be right, just draw two drawings at once. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, if you ever, like, injure your right hand yeah. or something, you can imagine it's going to take a while to get your left hand to figure out how to um, not only pencil, but pencil well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a big difference. Because just because you can do the thing doesn't mean you're good at the thing. I once did it. I like I, I like drew something with my left hand. It's still better than what most people can draw, so it's really easy to impress people. But I haven't really done it with like in front of professional artists because I know they're gonna be like, "Oh, it looks like crap anyway." What are you doing? Well, just keep at it. And you'll get there. I mean, you've made it this far, and looking at some of your stuff, you've gotten really good at it. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Honestly, it was a lot of struggle. But you know, once I figured out you know what I need to do. It's just a lot of fun now. And that's just the part where everyone needs to be. But it takes time and effort. And I'm proud of myself. You should be proud of yourself. You, you chose the hard path, which is something most people don't do. And what's funny, like in my family... You've joined the ranks of the people where other people look at you and think, why... Why are you doing this? Why don't you get a real job? And like, well, you know what? My job is better than yours because I actually like it. I'm not living for a paycheck like you. What's funny is that no one in my family, like putting my cousins, uncles, everyone, no one has like ever gone into creative industry. Now they're either doing something in IT or business or stuff like that. In the beginning, they were all a little hesitant. They were like, oh, really? I sure you want to do this, blah, blah, blah. But now when I tell them about my projects and how cool it is, they all get like, so hyped up they're like oh really what did you make this time blah 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 i feel like it's like um it's like a growing field because not many people know about it because they all stick with like the safe option instead the, the more awareness there is the better it's going to be to find like creative people being more confident in themselves and doing the stuff that they want to yeah and not undervaluing themselves because when you undervalue yourself you hurt everyone around you and, you know, it's really easy to get that point, like how I mentioned earlier, you know, you see someone better than you and younger than you. And then you start thinking, oh, I have like no chance. But you should actually like use those people as a competition or something and use that as like a, a catalyst to help yourself grow better mm -hmm. in the thing that you're doing. Also, just because they're better than you at a young age doesn't mean they have what it takes to make it. They may not... They may not reach the point that you are. They may burn out early. They may end up deciding to do something else. You never, never know. know. You exactly. can't judge yourself. You can't judge where you are based off of where other people are right now and where you think you should be. You just have to judge yourself based off of where you were and where you are now. Yeah. Because no one else's journey is going to look like yours. Exactly. And no matter how good you get at something, there will always be someone who's better than you. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, yep. there'll always be someone who's better than you. So if you keep that in mind, you always have, like, the confidence to keep going. And that reminds me of the one quote. I don't remember who says this, but it's, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find a new room. Oh, that's nice. Oh, my God. I'm going to steal that from you, if you don't mind. Oh, that's apparently by Confucius. Google says he's the one that said that. Google could be wrong, but I don't feel like digging into it. Sorry, got distracted by, like, ancient philosophers. Good, it happens every now and I'm then. so full of so much random information. Yeah, sometimes you just want to, like, let it all out, you know? 
It's what we call information overload. But it's good. It's better than having like no information at all. An incomplete guide to world domination is directed and produced by Brianna Twoiber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. You can find more of his work at chesterstudios.net. If you would like to help support our show, you can find us at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. For more information on the other shows produced by Pseudonym Social, please check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.